right, welcome everybody. Today, in this interview, we have legendary Chicago legend Allie Vernon on our Skype call. I'm so happy. Allie is a uh, probably one of my first friends ever back in the fifth or sixth grade. So, Allie, it's good to see you. We haven't talked in like five or six years probably, so... Today's going to be great to get caught up with you, but really what I want to do today is just get you to open up and um, help everyone understand all the things that you've been through, um, starting from when you were young. Um, so why don't you take the lead here and just tell tell us all about, uh, about you and um, your journey through the soccer world. into the professional world, which is exciting. Um, but basically, I started playing at seven or eight. I played, you know, on a rec league. My dad was a coach. It was really fun. I, I think the first team, though, I played with, I was awful. I was really bad. I thought it was volleyball. I used my hands. <laughs> Not a good thing. But somehow, I stuck with the game. My dad started coaching me in rec, and that was awesome. Um, and then I, at nine years old, I started on my first travel team, which was Chicago Magic. I think they're still around today. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely are. Uh, but yeah, Chicago Magic at nine years old. And I kind of just took off with the sport. I loved it. It became my newest and greatest hobby. And um, I think the club... And it started getting a little bit more intense. So I'm like, okay, I'm I'm not that bad at this sport. Right. Um, my my dad was a great influencer in sports. You know, he, he never played soccer, but he was an athlete his whole life, and um, he was really motivating when I played on the rec league. So it kind of gave me the confidence when I went to the travel team and played with all these girls who have been on the team for a while. You know, they were already able to juggle and do all these cool tricks, and I was just kind of coming in, learning all of that stuff. I picked it up pretty, pretty quickly. Okay. And um, now, yeah, it, I, I is this? Are you talking about the pizzazz here? What I, team? I, what team are you talking about here? No, this is, this is Team Chicago. My first ever club team that I started with was Chicago Magic, and then from there I went to a bunch of different club teams um, okay. throughout Illinois. Um, uh, Chicago Pizzazz being one, and then the Eclipse, and then I finally transitioned in high school to a team in Cincinnati, um, so I was kind of all over the place, um, and yeah, that's kind of my journey, then I got a scholarship to play at San Clara University in California, and you know, the rest is history, I had, a, you know, it was a long, long and wonderful journey. So, so let me ask you this, when I knew you back in sixth, seventh, eighth grade, even in high school, like I remember like we would train together once in a while. Like we would meet up and play and like shoot around and yeah. work on some stuff. But like you had this like crazy work ethic since like being like super young. I remember specifically. 
how tell me how like you where yeah, did you get that from nine like nine years old and it wasn't from my it was just in me wait wait it wasn't from what parents, you skipped it wasn't from what it said it wasn't from my parents or anything like that it was from me my parents were actually like you need to relax you need to calm down you need to be a kid i'm over here like i can't go swimming tonight because i have games years old and i was thinking like this and so i mean i was a little intense i, I definitely you know calmed down a bit but it was me that I love this sport so much, and I just found this driving me to just work really hard, and it got me to where I was able to go. That's incredible. So yeah. those. So yeah, I used to. Yeah, so those. You mentioned like those the girls that uh, could already juggle; they were already better than you. You were just getting started into it. Like, how did you like learn to like overcome that and like? push yourself to become better than them. I think it just was the challenge of the sport to see how good I can make myself. Um, I've always been like team mindset. That's why I love soccer. It's such a team game. But the only individual part and the competitive part was with myself. I never tried to be really compete with my teammates. I wanted to make them better. But in doing so, I would have to train really hard and make my own self better. Wow. So yeah. that drive to go out and get 100 juggles, get 200 juggles. You know, I think by the time I was, I don't know, 12, I was trying to get 1,000 juggles. And a lot of my teammates, I mean, the clubs that I were, that I was on, they started really young at uh, Skillboard. And so I love that part because, you know, you don't get that from all clubs. And so it really develops you. It's not all about winning at that age. It's developing the skill. Right. And so I really just push myself hard to try to um, catch up and get better at that. Gotcha. Now, were you involved with like ODP or like um, like the national pool? Were you involved with some of that stuff? Yeah, I started at so they I think they still have Olympic Development Program ODP. Right. Yeah, they do. So I started that at twelve. So we would go to camps in the summertime, and then they would pick you through, you know, through a pool of players to be on the state ODP team, Olympic Development Program. Now, then through there, you would go to another camp where they would pick everyone they picked from the state to go to the regional pool, and the regional would be, you know, everyone in the Midwest region that they would pick. And we would go on trips. We would go camps, and then we would go to trips to Florida, overseas to Brazil. We went to France, and you know we'd play out there. Um, so I, it really exposed me to Europe and Brazil, like these places where soccer is playing. And Holy it cow. was just an incredible, incredible experience. Yeah. Um, the thing that's crazy though is it is very competitive to get into these programs and takes a lot of training and a lot of time and you're 12 years old and you're like oh my gosh I'm being um, looked at at such a, such a young age um, but I think at that time too you're kind of like I'm still a kid I'm still playing and I just really like to play right um, but then you start moving forward and you get to go on all these incredible trips and you learn from all these amazing coaches throughout the um, areas 
and a lot of them are college coaches, so you're getting that exposure at a really young age. Yeah. Um, so I think that helped me. A lot of my teammates, you know, were exposed to a lot of this stuff, and um, you can see those the players that went through these programs. You can see their longevity in the sport. Gotcha. Um, so you know that they were really focused on wanting to go far, which is, I guess you can say. Absolutely, um, and I think yeah. you I think you touched on a point there. It was like, I'm sorry. I think you touched on a point there with like ODP and traveling and these different programs, um, where that like being involved with some of that stuff can be intimidating for a kid, um, but just kind of focusing on just playing and enjoying the sport is like what's key to get through like some of those intimidating situations. Would you agree? Person I am today because I mean in life as an adult you're going to have challenging experiences you're going to have people breathing down your neck you're going to have people always watching you and to be able at a young age to learn how to balance all of that stuff but still be a kid and be like okay you know I have to do this and you know my mindset has to be this way I think it was really good for me it's really I mean it's given me a lot of discipline as well yeah so it's kind of how you take it. And I think a lot of the girls, too, that I've played with, they have that same kind of mindset. And it's only, I think it only has helped me in the future. Yeah, 100%. Well, good for you. Um, so, you you were saying, you were playing ODP, you were traveling. Uh, what was your favorite part of that experience? Yeah. It froze a little bit. But anyway, I, I'll go, I think I know where you're going with that. So, after okay. ODP, regional team, um, I got picked up by the national school, so the full Olympic program, um, like the national teams, and so I started that around 15, um, and they would take us to week-long, two-week-long camps, um, we would have certain coaches, they would come and train us, and again, it's another type of exposure, and so your name is in the pool now, for hopefully, if your goal is to be on the pool team. Right. Um, so I did that for a few years, um, and then I, you know, got to college, and I went through a, you know, back in- injury, uh, so I was out for a while. So I didn't get called back until I think I was 23 at the time. They had the under 23 team. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I've had that exposure throughout the national camps and the national teams, which has been also a different experience. It's even more. Um, competitive all you know the game is faster the players are faster um but it only helps improve you so every time i would go to a national camp i just i was like exposed to all these amazing players that when i came back i'm like oh my gosh i want to work on all of this stuff and get even better yes and it's so never it nev- that never-ending cycle fire, i guess you can say what's that it's a never-ending cycle yeah it's a never-ending cycle. Awesome. So let me ask you this, um, and I think a lot of parents will uh, resonate with this. You decided in high school not to play high school soccer, right? And I think a lot of parents today are like, yeah. club versus high school, what should I do? You know what I mean? And um, yeah. what was your experience by choosing not to play high school soccer pros and cons okay so 
um, a pro to play in high school soccer. All my club teammates were playing high school soccer, so I wouldn't have had a team um, to really play on. But for me, and I, I can only speak for myself, everyone will have a different uh, mindset towards high school soccer. Sure. For me, I I tested out the waters with high school to see if it's something I would have liked and it, it was going to be something that I would have improved in. And I just felt at the time that it was more, the culture at my high school, our high school, was more about um, just more physicality, I guess. Sure. And I wanted more finesse. Sure. And, you know, I went to a few indoor uh, indoor games, and when girls are getting red cards left and right, and they're coming down with their fists in my face, I was kind of like, this is not really how I want to play soccer. It's, you know, some some players like that type of game, yeah. and by all means, go for that. But for me, I just wanted more of the beautiful type of finesse game. Yeah. And um, at the time, too, I was switching teams, and I was actually thinking about playing in Cincinnati, which they do everything opposite than us. Okay. So I would have a team in the, I think it was football or whenever we played soccer. So I decided to just to stick with club um, and play with them, um, kind of just for that purpose. I wasn't really into risking an ACL tear at a young age or whatever, and that's the physical physicality of high school. At some high schools, um, was a little daunting for me, so I was like, eh, I'm gonna just stick with club. But I had a lot of teammates who played high school in Illinois, and they loved it. Um, played at Wabanzi, Niqua, all those schools, and they were they did very well and enjoyed it. And I think another pro is playing with different players from different teams and learning how to leader and learning how to play with all different types of players. Yes. So there's a definite pro in high school soccer, in my opinion. Um, but for me, I just decided to stick with the club. Yeah, I I totally agree with you um, on on both ends, pros and cons. So that's that's awesome. Um, you know, the con is like the the level of play is obviously not quite as quality as a club team or an ODP team or a national pool team. Um, but you did you do get to experience different situations. For example, on a national pool, maybe you're middle of the table as far as skills or um, your role on the team, whereas on a high school team, you have to be the leader because you're the best on the team. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's I, I like your take on that. That's fantastic. Right. Yeah, definitely different experiences, and it's what you take from it. So you might be the star in your high school team, and you might have that leader capability that's only going to help you in a situation where it's more competitive and you might not always be the leader, 100%. just like you said. Um, I had another point about high school that I thought was really good. Um, I never played on a school team until college. Okay. And when I played for my college, I loved it. I was like, wow, I definitely missed out a little bit in high school because people come to your games, your classmates come to your games, and, you know, everyone's, it's a different type of atmosphere, which was super cool, and I think in high school, you kind of get that, you're part of a school, and 
you have all your friends come out and you have pep rallies and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So it's there's definitely a cool social aspect about high school that I missed out. I'd say. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point, actually. So, how did you choose to uh, go to Santa Clara? Did you get offers from yeah, other I schools? When I first... uh, how did you decide to go to Santa Clara? Yes. Okay. This is a good point I wanted to talk about with high school really quick too. Is I I was told that I wouldn't get a scholarship or anything if I didn't play high school soccer. Good point. And love that it. was completely false. I love it. Um, and that really kind of, I I kind of like knew that wasn't going to happen, but I still with the club, and the reason I got so many scholarship um, offers was because I went to all these. Um, they call them like a shootout and tournaments where they have all coaches from a bunch of different colleges lined up watching me play. And that was with my club team. I don't know how it was with high school, but I'm thinking with high school, it's more like the schools around the area and the schools that can get there. So I definitely believe you get more exposure playing with club from a college perspective. 100%. Um, and maybe with high school. Uh, but yes, I went to a bunch of, um, they call them shootouts and showcases, and there, there would be 20 to, you know, 30 college coaches who would be watching multiple games, and this is like throughout, you know, this is my freshman year of high school and on, and so I was being picked up my sophomore year. I think I decided to go to Santa Clara at the end of my sophomore year, and so I already had a school picked out. And, you know, was ready to kind of go there sophomore year. But it was that early exposure, which I think it's a little crazy just how early it's getting, but that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got offers from, uh, there was a lot of schools. I mean, I got a lot of uh, offered letters, but the schools that I mainly looked at, I looked at three schools on the East Coast, one school in the Midwest, and then three on the West Coast. And they all offered me, you know, some type of scholarship. And I went on my recruiting visits as a sophomore. And my dad was really actually, both my parents were really um, instrumental in um, my recruiting process. Just, you know, they were supportive and they would, they wanted me to go wherever I wanted to go and whatever felt best. But they were, they had to take me there. Yeah. Because I was young and, um, they walked in, they met with the coaches with me, they asked certain questions with me, um, but they weren't like overbearing. My parents have never been overbearing throughout my college career if, or uh, soccer career. If anything, they've been supportive and they've listened. And when I wanted to make a move in any time, my dad would be like, all right, what's the best move for you? What would you want to do? What are you looking for? Um, they, my dad's always taught me independence and kind of like, what do you want? And I'll help assist you. But yeah. What do you want? What are you looking for? I think um, that's he's huge. Never been like, do this, do that. Yeah, definitely huge. I think a lot so of parents today. He knew what was best for me in terms of. Sorry, sorry, it's skipping, it's skipping. I think a lot of parents today are like so involved in, no, um, so involved in trying to make the right decisions for their kids. And I think they are fearful that if they don't step up and make that decision for them, that like 
bad things will happen to their kid or something. Um, on the other end, it's it's the kid's experience. You know, it's a it's the child's experience, and they have to go through those feelings and emotions, and they have to be able to make decisions for themselves. So kudos to your mom and dad because I I one hundred and fifty percent agree with that approach. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, like, I would even leave club teams because the parents were ridiculous. They were too involved, too competitive, too political, and that ruins the sport. I mean, the kids that I know that their parents were like that ended up leaving the sport earlier than they would, and I, it was a shame because they were great players and probably could have went far. Wow. But if you're not allowing your kid to have their own experience and learn from their own experience they can't make their own decision on what they want to do and then they get burned out yeah that's huge so yeah so it's like you're training these kids to be a, a, a tiny adult pretty much through their experience with sports and i think sports is an amazing experience and i think you learn so much as a human like for your future self and don't ruin that just because you're trying to get them a scholarship don't ruin that experience for them just because you want them to go to a certain school or be the star athlete yeah that's i think you you hit a home run with that if and it's meant uh, to be, it's it'll a, be like for me i was driven yeah it's a problem with these parents right. t t today and yeah, like you said if it's if it's meant to be it's meant to be Fantastic. So you decide to go to Santa Clara. What was ultimately like the reason behind that decision? Why? Why Santa Clara? The weather. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um. So when I went to visit, it was between Santa Clara and I think Wake Forest. So they're on opposite sides of the country. Wake Forest um, is nice, by the way. You know what? When I stepped on the Santa Clara campus, I kind of just knew. Yeah, very nice. Um, I kind of just knew. I was like, wow. And I think Jared, my coach, did a good job recruiting me. Um, but I felt like I wanted to go to a place that I would continue to develop as a player. And I felt that way with um, Santa Clara. And I met the staff. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed them. And I also really liked the campus. Don't go to a school just because of the soccer. Because if anything happens... You want to make sure you like the school 
if you can't play soccer. And so the thing was, I really enjoyed the school. The weather was great. The environment was great. It was a smaller school, um, and I like that. Um, and the class sizes were small. So it's not just picking the school because of the sport. It's picking up the whole, you know, kind of the whole aspect of the school. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that. And I stepped on campus, and I was like, Dad, I'm going here. He's like, relax. You have a couple more schools to look at. I'm like, hmm. your uh your favorite part of santa clara playing wise what was your favorite experience at santa clara playing wise okay let's see so from a soccer standpoint i love the field was amazing i love playing in the stadium under the lights at night oh my gosh like it's nostalgic i can just go back to it right now and i haven't even thought about it Oh my gosh, um, that's fantastic. Santa Clara had one of the best, had the best field. I remember playing um, one of our biggest rivals was Stanford, and we would have, even playing at Stanford Field, I love playing there too. And it was like just such a huge rival. We had like, I don't know, close to 10,000 people come out for some of those games, and under the lights, and people are cheering you on. Oh, just fantastic. You know, and I think one of the best parts is just, lining up with your teammates before the national anthem and like kind of nervous, but you're really excited. And it's just like that calm before the whole game starts. That That's like the best part. Oh my gosh. But it's fantastic. Um, the trainings were great. Um, some of my, some of my, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, some of the best experiences soccer wise were like playing in the national tournament. Um, and traveling with my teammates. So uh, we got to the Sweet 16 a few times, and those games are like your mindset has to go up a notch. So, again, it's another life experience kind of tool that we're getting to um, challenge ourselves with. And, you know, playing in these big games, how can you not get too hyped up but not stay too low? Like, it's all a mindset kind of thing. And those were just so fun to kind of work myself through and work my teammates through and you know how to be a leader in some really tight and tough games and then coming out on top and then even sometimes losing like I look back at some of the losses that we've had and we played you know some great teams and had some really good games with some loss and then it's like wow I left everything on the field I gave it my now have all the regrets and I'm exhausted but I still feel like a win yeah I know exactly what you're talking about. So, yeah, those experience, I will never forget them. That's fantastic. So, you, so tell me, you hurt, you got injured. Is that correct? Sophomore year, I was 22, and I had a really severe uh, back injury. Most girls get the ACLs and 
the MCLs and the knee injuries, I had this back injury that I'm like, okay, well, I have nothing to really go off of because no one really hurts their back that much. But it was pretty severe. I had a herniated disc um, on my lower back. And I don't know how I got it. I think it's a mixture of wear and tear and then improper lifting and maybe just some impact blows when I was playing. And it just got really bad that my disc was hitting my nerve. So I literally would sit down for five minutes and I would I couldn't really stand up right away. I would like walk around kind of like hunched over like a grandmother and it was just really painful. And I was like, something's going on here. And this was after my freshman year. I was like, something's going on, this is not right. But I continued to play because I was able to warm up enough to play. But every time I like end the game, my back would lock up and I couldn't move. And I'm like, this is serious. So I got an MRI. They told me I had a herniated disc. And they said, okay, so we're going to redshirt you this year. So redshirting basically means that if you haven't played the majority of the season, you have the ability to redshirt and make up that season, you know, uh, a season later. And so I was able to redshirt the year. So, which is a nice thing that I have because if you miss a full season and you're able to, you know, replay another season later on, that's kind of nice. Yeah. So, um, that whole sophomore year, I was doing uh, rehab, and they were like, usually with a back injury, you don't want to have surgery. You want to try to have the disc retract back, and so I worked diligently in the rehab center. I couldn't run. I couldn't lift weights with my teammates. I was kind of on an island on my own. My dad and I always call it, you're on an island on your own right now. No one really knows what you're going through. Just keep working hard in the, um, the rehab room, and let's try to figure this out. So through that time, I had like, I don't know, eight epidurals, which is a cortisone shot in my back, helped with the inflammation. Those weren't working. So after about six months, they're like, okay, this is not working. Eh, I should say about, yeah, it was about six months. This is not working. We're going to have to do surgery. So we said, okay. Now, again, my dad was really instrumental at this because he wanted the best care for me, and he was looking at every type of surgery I could possibly have and you know at this time I'm pretty much a property of the school so they they would give me doctors to go to and surgeons to go to but um, I ultimately decided to have the surgery in Chicago during my winter break so I could be with my family and they kind of help me out so because I decided to go home to Chicago it was kind of on me in terms of payment wise um, which was fine I just felt it was a better fit. And so I had the surgery. I was out for about a week. No, I was a no. I couldn't really move for about a week. And it was kind of tough. But the doctor, he was great. He, he uh, fixed me up pretty well. But I still had the pain. So it was another six to eight months to try to figure out why I'm still in so much pain. Instead of being healed within three months, I'm like, okay, I'm still in this waiting game. So I really learned patients during this time um you know some doctors would tell me just give up the sport and work at work on your career and I'm like no I still feel like I'm able to play I'm gonna be fine so that was kind of within me when it came to a point though it was taking so long my college coach actually said 
you may have to revoke your soccer scholarship. And that only meant that the school would take over my scholarship and I could no longer play soccer. So I would still have had the school paid for, but I could never play soccer at Santa Clara. And so that was really tough for me. And I'm like, okay, here I am working my my butt off. Sorry. <laughs> and now, like, I'm being told that I might have to go on medical hardship. Because I didn't think that was going to happen. So that was another, like, kind of, that was really tough. But I kept working, and I found some other doctors who um, were able to kind of, like, heal my back. And it was almost, like, miraculous. Like, last minute, right before preseason of my following year, my back started feeling really good. Wow. And I was like, okay. So, and mind you, I hadn't really trained for anything. So my back started feeling better. I went back to Santa Clara to start preseason and you know it was a process but I think everyone was like a little bit shocked that I was able to come back and I came back and I played one of my best seasons I think my both my junior year but I you know I felt more myself and I think the most important thing through that process was there's a doctor that I met and I asked him I said I play a division one sport am I going to play at the level that I've been playing at or been playing at? And he told me, if you get hurt again, I will fix you. And that's all I needed to hear to go out and play the same way I've always known to play. So I didn't want to be tentative. I think even with ACLs and everything like that, the girls get really tentative coming back. Yeah. And that's where a lot of re-injury happens. Yes. So just a little tidbit. So yeah, I got I came back and I played two more seasons and it was wonderful. That is insane. Uh, That's I, fantastic. I, you know, was able to. Yeah, but injuries are hard, and my I could not have gone through it without my parents. They they kept me sane. You know, that was almost two years of kind of like dealing with an injury and. You know, they just kept telling me to keep working hard, keep your mind right, you know, focus on. And it's all about, again, soccer is a great sport. But more than anything, it allows you to prepare for the future. It gives you the tools and the learning experiences to become an excellent human being, in my opinion. And that you are, Allie Vernon, an excellent human being. <laughs> But on a, like seriously, men mentally, yes, yeah. Mentally having to go through all of that and having to control your emotions and having to battle mentally is something that is can't like is difficult to be taught in any other situation or environment. Yeah, it definitely is. And I'm so thankful for those times. Um, if I had to do it over, I wouldn't have changed one thing. Um, they were really hard, but I look back and I'm like, I needed that to get to where I want to be today. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. you so after after uh, playing, you coached a little bit as well. Is that correct? I did. So tell I, me about that. Um, got my first job out of college. Yeah, at Idaho State University. Okay. Um, I kind of was going there. I wanted to try coaching, 
know, people were like, you know, try coaching. I decided not to play in the uh, women's league because I wanted to continue to pursue my career um, in health. I studied biology and public health in college. So you had an opportunity to play, to play in like the U.S. women's. When I my back injury, Sorry. I like, so you had an opportunity to play in yeah, the yeah. Uh, U.S. women's uh, professional league. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. But and you. Okay. After much discussion with my dad and my coaches, um, my dad was kind of like, he's a very realist. And he's like, you know, you've already won. You've got a scholarship. You already won. I didn't know what that meant at the time, but he's like, you've already won. Um, you know, and I was like, okay. But I've always, in my mind, I trained my whole life to go play professionally. So I'm like, why am I not going to do this? And so that was really difficult. And so I decided no to soccer, also because my body, I was like, you know, it's feeling good, but professional league is even tougher on your body. And I'm like, how long am I going to be able to keep my body lasting the way I want it to last? And so, and the women's league, unfortunately, it's a little, it's a wonderful, it's been wonderful. I have still a lot of teammates who are playing in it, and it's been a wonderful program for them. Um, I just wish it was up to par with the men's league in terms of finances. Sure. Because it's I, hard for a majority of them to make a living. Yeah, 100%. I, you know, um, but at the same time, a lot of them have just so much passion for the sport that they do make a great living off of it. And so it's definitely feasible and possible to do that. Um, but for me, I'm like, you know what? I studied pre-med in college. I probably should kind of go towards that because that took a lot of energy too. So I went to Idaho State University um, to see how coaching would be, and then also they would pay for some more classes that I needed for, you know, what I wanted to do later on in school. Um, but when I got there, I realized the coaching thing for me, I still wanted to play, and I was just in a bad place. I just ended soccer. I think this would be really important to talk to your teammates or to your um, um your players and your the parents is the transition out of soccer because that was the hardest thing for me it's depressing and i went through a really low time it's de- I, I i was literally depressed and i didn't know who i was it could it and it so could last for me it lasted a good two soccer. years for me it lasted a good yeah. two years and if you've never done that before like you don't know what that feels like if you haven't like if you've never played a sport like your entire life and literally played like every single day and then having to like not have anything to look forward to like just have it end it's like it for me it was incredibly depressing it was it was so it was so hard i didn't know how to transition i was like oh my gosh, what do I do with myself now? Like, I'm used to, like, being on this schedule. I And then I was identified as a soccer girl for so long. And so, like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm a soccer girl, and I'm not playing soccer? What is this? I didn't even know who I was. And that's kind of sad because I think that was my one mistake throughout my whole soccer uh, career was identifying too much with the sport. Because you have to know, and I think that's part of the balance, is knowing that you're more than just the sport. 
you're an entire person who has entirely different gifts and you know skills that are not soccer related. Wow. Yes. And I didn't. I, I couldn't grasp that concept. I could not, and I wish I could have grasped it younger. But luckily, I figured it out. But it took me about two years. I went through. I I literally went through depression for a bit. I was miserable. I made my family miserable. Um, but then I, you know, the driven aspect of an athlete in me came out, and I was like, I gotta figure this out. I'm not gonna live my life pouting like this and feeling bad. Like I'm, I'm more than just a soccer player. And I used those skills that I learned in soccer to kind of get through it. And I figured my place in the kind of health field, and um, now I'm going to PA school. Uh, but it, it took a while. I don't like. You know, it took a little longer than I wanted it to. And I think the other thing is, too, is you're so good at something for so long, and then the thing that you're good at is gone, and then you don't really know what else you're good at. And so you're, like, trying to shuffle through your mind, like, okay, what am I going to be a star at, or what am I going to be good at? And, no, I had to start from – it was so humbling. I had to start from ground zero. I worked at Whole Foods for a little bit because I was like, I just want to work at the grocery store. Um, I went to, I tried a few schools, I looked at the schools that I wanted to, I pushed a little bit. What else did I do? I worked with my dad, um, and then I finally was like, okay, I love healthcare, I'm going to get into healthcare. I started getting jobs in healthcare, and then I started doing all my prereqs for PA school. But yeah, it was, I mean, my parents will tell you, Allie made me miserable at that time. And thank God for them because all I needed them there was for them to listen to me because I was trying to process the loss. It was literally a loss. It was a death in my life. And I got through it. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, let me try playing the ukulele. I'm going to go to ballet class. Like I'm trying all these new things that I didn't really get a chance to do. And I love it. That's incredible. That's incredible. Great. Allie, thank you so yeah. much for sharing all that. Yes. So where are you going? Where are you going You're now? Welcome. What's your next step? What? No uh, where are you going from here? So now I'm in a physician assistant program. Um, it's a 27 month program. Um, it's like medical school type, and when I'm done with that, then you know I'll get to practice. Um, but yeah, I'm in LA and I'm getting ready to start my first day of class on Monday and I'm starting a whole new journey and a whole new life out here. Um, but yeah, that's the new journey. It's going to be really difficult, but at the same time, soccer has got me to this spot and all the traits and characteristics I learned through soccer, what's going to get me through school. And I know a lot of schools and a lot of companies look at kids who have that athletic background because they know they need discipline. They know they have communication. They know they have grit. And if you have grit in anything in your life, you'll get you'll be successful. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, you I think you have brought significant value to the table for whatever audience decides to listen to this. I mean, that's an incredible story and there's a a, a ton of takeaways from that. What are your uh, like just three pieces of advice for parents who have, let's say, a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 15-year-old, maybe even a 20-year-old, uh, what's 
three pieces of advice you would give for some of these parents? Keep it fun. Don't get too involved. And allow your kids to use soccer not just as a sport, but as a learning experience for life. Perfect. Allie, thank you so much. You're the best. I can't believe... If he's not smiling, take him out. Is that what yeah. you said? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have fun. I wish I had more fun because it was so cool. It was a great sport to play. My dad would be like, if you're not smiling, you're not playing well. You gotta be smiling out there and having a good time. 100%. Allie, thank you so much. Take care.